It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin and anywhere. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Our crossover Wednesday for Packers Giants, Patricia Chena, host of Locked on Giants, will be on the show. I, I think it is it is always good to sort of take stock of what's happening, get some perspective, particularly from a Giants team that cannot buy a win, given the the state of Packer fandom right now. I know that there's a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of doom and gloom on Packers Twitter, on Packers Reddit, and in in a way I understand it because fans thought that this team was special. And and when you see, you know, Devontae Adams goes out for four games and you win those four games, the offense looks the way that it does. It is easy to think, man, this team really can do something and the defense comes out and it's playing the way that it is and and they destroy Mitch Trubisky and and they really take it to Kirk Cousins and they come up with a bunch of big plays in the Denver game and you're like, man, this team really has something. They really can be special. And then that stuff starts to fall apart and you wonder why. And you're going, what happened? And and what is going on? How can they recapture what they had? I understand the the frustration. I think this is a good week to remind ourselves that you could be the Giants. And you could have a GM who doesn't quite have a grasp on the modern NFL. And you could have a quarterback who is Daniel Jones, a rookie who cannot stop turning the ball over. And you could be a Giants team that is ravaged by injury and has been all year. Uh, You could be a team that has a head coach that doesn't seem to have a full grip on the locker room, who doesn't seem to have the ears of his players and vice versa. And it doesn't seem to be a collaborative environment. It doesn't seem to be a healthy environment. And things are are ugly in New York. They aren't ugly in Green Bay. Green Bay is 8-3. And 
if they win these games, they win the this New York game, if they beat a sorry Washington team that may or may not be trying to win, and they beat the Bears especially, you know, all of a sudden you're 11-3 and three going to play Minnesota in a game that really only matters in the NFC North race if the Vikings win out or the Packers lose both games to Minnesota and to Detroit. So I just I think this is a good time to reset a little bit because you look at a team like Minnesota and you look at their offensive rating and you say, man, really Kirk Cousins is playing better than Aaron Rodgers this year. And and by the way, Kirk Cousins has been more consistent than Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, I just I hate to burst your bubble on this, but that's the truth. Doesn't mean he's a better player. Doesn't mean I trust Cousins more in a big game or in the playoffs. Absolutely not. Doesn't mean that I think his best is better than Aaron Rodgers' best. No way. No way. But Minnesota has played New York. They've played some of these bum teams. And so their numbers look a little bit better. Even Chicago. You know, Chicago just played New York and got a win. They played Washington and got a win. So the Packers' numbers, they don't they don't look as appealing as maybe you think they should. But, you know, this defense could get right the next two weeks with rookie quarterbacks. They could, they could combine for five interceptions the next two weeks. They could force three fumbles. All of a sudden, this defense could be playing with a ton of confidence, going to take on Mitch Trubisky and, and keep that momentum going and bring it into that Minnesota game. There are a lot of circumstances that could really become advantageous for the Packers if they take care of business the next few weeks. That's why I think this is a good time to reset. You get the brakes beat off you in San Francisco, and it's easy to be defeatist. It's easy to say, oh, well, this team can't compete in the NFC, and so season's over. And, you know, I, I took some heat last year when I, when I was wondering around this time, would you trade a playoff run that you knew would be a failure? So the Packers go to the playoffs, but they lose in the first round uh, again, let's say, as opposed to a lost season in which you move on from Mike McCarthy, a coach, almost everyone agreed was done. And I took some heat for that because a lot of Packer fans were like, yeah, of course I want, I want the playoff game. I want the opportunity. I want that excitement. I want to, I want the, all of, of the passion that goes into that thing. Well, Okay. Keep that same energy because this Packers team is going to the playoffs. And even if you're if you're bummed that it's not the season that you wanted it to be, Green Bay had not gone to the playoffs the last two years. This was not a playoff team. And so if if you had that perspective last year that, oh yeah, I would definitely rather have the playoff game than getting rid of McCarthy because getting rid of McCarthy obviously means another failed season. You're getting that season now. If you think that this team cannot compete for the NFC, and by the way, I think they can, and they prove they can when they beat Dallas, they prove they can when they beat Minnesota, and no one should be that afraid of New Orleans. The cynical fan is going to say, well, you know, Packers didn't look very good against San Francisco, can't beat San Francisco. Maybe not. Maybe not. In 2014, Green Bay got boat raced in Seattle in week one and then went to Seattle and was 18 different fluky things away from beating Seattle. They outplayed the Seahawks for 58 minutes. 
So, and, and the same thing with Arizona in 2015. Lost by 30 in Arizona at the end of the season and then got a playoff win and then went to Arizona and nearly pulled that game out, took that game to overtime as well. So all is not lost for Packer Nation. And I don't think anyone thinks it's lost, even if they think, you know, maybe it's not what it could have been. And if you've lost a little something off your performance in the bedroom, if your game is not what it used to be or what it could be, then that is where BlueChew.com can come in and help. BlueChew brings you the first FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take it anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door, so no in-person doctor visits, no awkwardness right now we've got a special deal for our listeners go to bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code locked on just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to try it free you're worried about the packers injury report i get it but what happens when you wind up on the injury report the freighter in the medical college of wisconsin health network is transforming the way health care is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. All right, let's get to my conversation with Patricia Trena. She's a senior writer for the New York Giants Maven, which is the the new Sports Illustrated Network. She's also the host of Locked on Giants. You can follow her on Twitter at Patricia Trena. Excuse me, Patricia underscore Trena. Patricia, let's jump right in here with what's going on with the New York football Giants because we know some of the big names. We know Saquon Barkley. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones has been a talking point for most of the season just give me what's going on, the latest download of where the Giants stand right now. Because to be frank, a lot of Packer fans are so locked in on what's going on in Green Bay. And certainly after what happened on Sunday, they are wallowing in self-pity. They are not paying attention to the Giants. Well, you know, what's that old saying about the grass is always greener on the other <laughs> side? Or You know, mm-hmm. so you guys have an eight and three record. The Giants have a, a two and I think it's two and 11. They're in the middle of a seven game losing streak. And the, the most frustrating thing of all is the Giants seem to do the same stuff every week and it's just not working. So, you know, you see, for example, Saquon Barkley being slammed up the middle when everybody kind of realizes is that not that's not his strength. His strength is more of an outside uh, runner who stretches the, you know, stretches the line a little bit. You see 
questionable in-game management decisions that just leave you saying, what the heck are they thinking? You see, you know, receivers that are not separating. You see problems and miscommunication in the defensive secondary. So Packers fans, trust me, the Giant fans have it a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I hope Packer fans understand that. But, you know, look, there there are if you go on Packers Reddit, there's some dark threads in there about Matt LaFleur and and he should be fired and all that stuff. So I, I can't tell you that that Packer fans are are always appreciative of a team like this, but uh, hopefully that they get some appreciation on Sunday. I want to talk a little bit more about Daniel Jones because he was someone that I thought got a little bit of an unfair shake coming out of school. And in some ways, it seems like he's still getting one because this offensive line has had some issues. The receivers and tight ends, the skill position players have been banged up. And I keep going back to, you know, the, the Duke Clemson game where it was like he was he was the varsity player playing in front of a JV team against a college team. And that's what it looked like at times. And, and for the Giants, it's like he's out there with these no-name guys. Of course he's going to fail. Given all of the investments that the team has made around him, we just haven't really had a chance to see this offense at full strength this year, have we? No, we haven't. And, you know, the, the hope was at some point that he would get every single one of his offensive skill position players back and have them on the field at the same time. That has not happened. That probably is not going to happen again this weekend since Golden Tate has been admitted into the concussion protocol. Uh, we don't know if Evan Ingram is going to be back, you know, from the, from the foot sprain that's kept them out the last two games. And Saquon Barkley hasn't looked like Saquon Barkley. You know, he's still dealing with that ankle sprain. And, and you know, even though he's out there, you could tell that he's just not the same runner he was last year and then you throw in the fact that the offensive line now you know especially in the run game the offensive line cannot get a push to save its life you know you look at the receivers as i said who can't separate down the field and it's just an absolute mess on offense and it's interesting because head coach pat Shermer keeps talking about how he sees progress behind the scenes and that's all well and good but it isn't transferring onto the field on game days. And that's where we need to see it. So it just creates for a very interesting scenario. And, and as this loss, this uh, losing streak continues, you wonder if, you know, Shermer's going to ultimately end up losing this locker room because players are just going to say, you know what, I'm just going to play out the string and make business decisions where I have to and just call it a, you know, call it a year. Interesting, though, that they didn't really do that last year. They didn't just play out the string. They, they, and in part because Saquon Barkley was so electric, but they fought last year at times. And I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of fight lately from this team. It seems like they'll they'll fight for a quarter or two. They get down, and then there's a lot of head hanging. There's a lot of, you know, just not a lot of life on this team. And that that can happen on a losing team, to be sure. You mentioned Pat Shermer losing the locker room. At what point, if you're Giants management, do you just say, this is unsalvageable? Well, you have to see what's going to happen over these next five games. See, if you go back to last year, the Giants, even though the record didn't show it, I think they were two and three over their last five games, you started to see signs mm -hmm. that this team was, was turning it around. The offense started to score more points. They started to do better, you know, uh, average uh, yards per game you started to see signs of that you're not seeing that right now and i think if the if the status quo continues 
I think if you're Giants management, you have to sit there and, and, and ask yourself, do we have the right man for the job? You know, you can't have a team that loses, this, you know, more games than they, I, I should say, who doesn't win as many games as they did last year, because that to me is a big step backwards. And I'm con- I'm concerned about it, to be honest with you. I mean, you wanted to see some progress and, you know, people will say, well, they have the youth movement and whatnot. These kids have been in camp now going back to May to the OTAs. They've been in summer camp. They played 11 games. At some point, you got to stop saying, oh, it's all about the youth. And, you know, we got to, you know, stop using that as a crutch. You're not a rookie at a certain point, right? I mean, this late exactly. in the season, there are no rookies. There are no rookies at Thanksgiving. You're you're a veteran now. Another loss, injury wise for the for the the Giants. Excuse me, on the defensive side, it sounds like Jabril Preppers is going to miss not just this game but potentially more uh, with an injury. I know that the Giants have not had a great season, but he is someone who I have been really impressed by watching this Giants team this season was someone that came over from Cleveland in the offseason. And it doesn't seem like his season is getting the credit that it deserves because the Giants aren't very good. What have you seen from Jabril Jabril Peppers uh, this season? I like Jabril Peppers. I think he's a good addition to the defense. And, you know, people have got to stop comparing him to Landon Collins because they're two different players. And it's not fair to compare them. You know, they're in different stages of their careers. Jabril is still kind of a young player. Landon's a little bit older, a little bit more established, you know. But Jabril Peppers, you know, you also got to look at the players around him and, you know, the Giants have had problems on, you know, the back end of the defense. They've had, like I said, the rookie, DeAndre Baker, who, you know, I'm hoping one day wakes up and decides to study and do a little bit more <laughs> as opposed to, you know, just walking in there and thinking that, oh, I'm a first round draft pick. So I've arrived and I'm here to stay. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, they have some younger kids now. They're starting to break in Julian Love, Corey Ballantyne in the slot. You know, Janoris Jenkins, I don't think he's in the long term plans. Sometimes, you know, you get good stuff out of him. So you just have to kind of say to yourself, okay. You know, how much of it is what's going on around him? And then the linebackers, you know, they've been a mess in front of them. So it's just, I think it's, we're not seeing the the true impact of what Jabril Peppers can bring to the defense. Part of it is because of the talent around him or lack thereof. And part of it is, is, as you said, you know, they just, just overall, I question the defensive scheme that they've been using. They've, they've been going with this, uh, two-man defensive line front where they have two defensive linemen and then they bring down both their edge rushers as to create a four-man line and it just hasn't worked and I think the reason for that is because they're trying to protect the back end of the defense and it just hasn't worked all year teams have been able to run against them you know now the last couple weeks they've been a little bit better against the run but still you know I I just don't understand what they're doing on defense and I think it's it's affecting you know several of the core players that they have peppers being one of them yeah the the packers have taken a very similar approach to play small to protect the back end and yet uh not only is it not helping the back end but to your point they're giving up running yards as well so a somewhat similar approach there all right we're gonna get back to my conversation with patricia in just a second but before we do let's talk about a way suitcases away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. 
If you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Today's episode is also brought to you by MyBookie. There is still time to get in on the fun because this week and this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. And if you win, awesome. You get the money. You've got extra holiday spending cash. If you lose, congratulations as well because my bookie is going to give you that money right back. It's a no brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit. And right now, they will match that deposit dollar for dollar with the promo code locked on. Dollar for dollar deposit match plus a free bet. This is not what sports books do, folks. You don't just get money without betting, and they're going to do that. That is exactly what my bookie is going to do. That guaranteed deposit match and a risk free bet for this week only. So go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code locked on, and get that dollar for dollar deposit bonus plus the free bet because at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, back to Crossover Wednesday. Uh, My favorite question on these crossover shows, uh, if you were a coach in the Packers room this week putting together a plan for the Giants and you're going to pick one place, you know, the coaches, Matt LaFleur comes to you and says, what is the one place that we feel like we can really take advantage of the Giants? Where are they most vulnerable? Whether that's offense, whether that's defense, whether that's special teams, what is that one thing? Oh, I have to be limited to one. I can give you one on each side of the ball. Um, I would start with the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line has not taken the step forward. They they started out promising, but they've gone backwards. And, you know, we asked Pat Shermer about that on Monday's conference call, and he said that there's been some injuries. Okay, fine. So here's what I don't understand. You know, you've come into last week's game and you have two tight ends, your backup tight ends who are more blockers than they are pass receivers. Why aren't you chipping? Why aren't you getting Wayne Gallman out there to help with, with chip blocks? Why aren't you getting, you know, um, the fullback in there to help? So I would say go after the middle of the offensive line and see what you could do. See if you can, you know, penetrate up the middle. You know, Nate Solder has been struggling. He's been banged up, um, hasn't been on the injury report, but, you know, it's pretty 
to me, it's I think it's pretty obvious that he's struggling with some sort of injury. So, yeah, I would go after that offensive line and see what, what you could do about stuffing the run and getting after Daniel Jones. Now, on the other side of the ball, I think the answer is you go after that defensive secondary. You know, you're going to have, you know, as you mentioned, Jabril Peppers probably won't play. And he's the quarterback back there. He's the one who kind of gets everybody, you know, aligned in that back end. Um, so you're going to have some youth there. You're going to have a combination of DeAndre Baker and Sam Beal at corner. You're going to probably have Julian Love at strong safety. Um, so go after, you know, Corey Valentine is going to be in the slot, I would think. I, I would not be stunned if they go after those guys. Yeah, you, you mentioned three rookies in there, by the way, Baker, Love, and Valentine all in there. And and to your point about about the injuries, Pat Shermer, the on, the only the Giants are the only injured team sitting here in late November in the NFL, right? Come on now. At a certain point, if guys are playing, the excuses are done. It's the same thing with the rookie. So if you're if you're going to give me a prediction for this game, what are you looking at here? I don't feel good about it from the Giants perspective. I have not seen anything to make me believe that this team is making progress. And it pains me to say that because I tend to be, you know, an optimistic person by nature. I try to find the good. And I just don't see enough of it to to say that, you know, that this team is heading in the right direction. Then you add to the fact that they're getting a pissed off Packers team who was just embarrassed by the 49ers. I, I, I just don't feel good about the game at all. Um, I think it, it could be if I, and I'm being generous here with a score. I'm going to say 30, uh, 17. I think I'm being generous there with the score, but, you know. I think it's going to be a Packers win. I, I really do, and I, and it, again, it pains me to say that, but yeah, we're we're right in the same range with the score, so I I, I think we're we're in lockstep there. And uh, either way, uh, it's it's uh, two teams going in in different directions to be sure. Or at least for the Packers' sake, you hope that that's the case. But you know, obviously, to your point, eight and three is a, is a lot different than what's going on in New York. So uh, it uh, it will be. A different kind of feel for the Packers, I think, than what we saw on Sunday. For sure, and and you know what? I look. I mean, you never know. It's a that's why you line up and you play the game. Yep. You know, you never know. It could be an upset. It could be you know something unexpected happens. But from a Giants perspective, they need to show their fan base. They need to show that those who are watching them on game day that they are headed in the right direction. Enough of this, we're making progress behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Let's see some of that progress out there on the field. And that's what we haven't been seeing. And that's a big reason why people continue to get frustrated with head coach Pat Shermer and, uh, and why his seat is right now blazing hot. Yeah, this is. I think this is a game where you have two teams that both need to show a little pride, right? I mean, the Packers coming off after getting whipped on national TV against the 49ers, the Giants have have been struggling for for really months now and neither team has shown a lot of fight uh, in in some recent games so this is the chance to show it and you'd love to see a competitive game where two teams are going out there and and really just getting after each other uh but i'm i'm not confident we're gonna get it so we'll see uh yeah. patricia thanks for thanks for doing the crossover have a good thanksgiving and uh we'll see you in the press box on sunday all right take care all right, I want to thank Patricia for joining the show. A great insight there and and always a good time to talk on those Crossover Wednesday shows. And I think good perspective. 
because they're banged up. They're not as talented as Green Bay. They're not as well coached as Green Bay. They don't have as much on the line as Green Bay. And all of that being said, this is two teams coming in with the perspective of we are not playing as well as we should. We would like to play better. And we want to show some fight. We want to show some pride. And that, I think, above all else, is what I would like to see from Green Bay this week. Show some fight. Show some pride. And say, this is not what we're about. These the, these losses and this, this losing mentality, this losing plan, this losing execution, above all else. The Packers are about detail. They're about creativity and, and a winning philosophy. So go prove that. Go show that. We're going to be back on Friday. No show tomorrow. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with family. Enjoy the football. Um, And most of it does not really affect what's going on with Green Bay unless New Orleans loses. And New Orleans could very well lose. New Orleans has not been playing great, coming off a short week, coming off a a nail-biter that they probably should have at least gone to overtime with, uh, but but very well could have lost as well. So maybe Atlanta can put another scare on them again and, and set Green Bay up with an opportunity to snag a first round by once again it's still in play for them absolutely still in play for them remember you can follow me on twitter at peter underscore bukowski you can follow the podcast on twitter at locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe leave us a rating on itunes spread the word about locked on packers tell everyone at your thanksgiving about locked on packers if they're not already listening take their phones subscribe and they'll just get it they'll just get it it'll be great all right, don't really take their phones, but but gently suggest that they subscribe to Locked on Packers and we can broaden the 10 here. And then our show on Friday with Madeline Burke, who, who covers the Giants. Uh, awesome conversation there. And we're going to have a good time. This is this is a this is a get right week. So for you as well, get your body right, get your mind right, just like the Packers are doing and get set for what should be a much more enjoyable game on Sunday and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.